0: to the podcast again i'm michael k
1: and i'm allison
0: allison yes Uh, both of us went to see the future oscar sweeper hustlers over the weekend we certainly did we weren't alone because it was number two at the box office under it too uh it brought in over 33 million dollars which was above expectations uh, and we talked about on the last episode, it's getting Oscar buzz. Yeah. I hate that phrase, but it's getting Oscar buzz, including a Best Actress Oscar nomination for j So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it a bit.
1: There may be some minor
0: spoilers. So
1: yeah. So if you haven't seen Hustlers yet, if you're one of those fools who went and saw It Chapter Two, then you probably want to fast forward through this part. Or slap some nipple pasties over your ears if Mm -hmm. you don't want to hear
0: it. That'll also work. So Hustlers, it's based on a true story. It's based on a New York Magazine article about strippers from scores who drugged and stole credit card numbers from Wall Street dudes, some rich, some not, Mm -hmm. during the financial crisis of the 2000s. So Mm -hmm. J-Lo, Constance Wu, Kiki Palmer, Julia Stiles... Lily Reinhardt and Janine from *Handmaid's Tale* they all play characters inspired by real people. Mm-hmm. Cardi B and Lizzo play themselves pretty much, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, Lizzo has a flute. When I saw her come in, like when I saw her or whatever backstage, when like in the change room, and she had a flute out, I was like, "Is this like Lizzo as Lizzo? <laughs> yeah, what's going on here?"
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like, and she that's that's like one of her only scenes. That, and I think there's a couple more. Anyway, so let's talk about the good. Yes. What was good for you before we get bitchy? Yeah. Let's just give some compliments.
1: Well, okay. You know what? I got a little extra pep in my step today because I honestly thought that it was all good. Like I, I have such little bad that I almost feel guilty even. Oh, I'll cover it up. It for you. I have bad. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. So. So let's talk about the good. So the good parts for me right off the right away. I'm going to say J Lo was amazing. And like okay. I, <laughs> I mean, know she was I,
0: great. I yeah. mean, I think she was good. She was good. I mean, J Lo to me was basically being J Lo, and that's what she does best.
1: Kind of okay. Except here's my counter argument to that. Okay, because because this is a very serious film podcast, Cinemascope. What? So J Lo to me is a very rich woman who is like very successful and has a very like rich fiance and stuff. What are you talking about? She's Jenny from the Block. Oh yeah, I mean she she's totally salt of the earth. She doesn't spend any more than nineteen ninety nine on a pair of pumps at Payless. No,
0: those diamonds are from Claire's. Yeah. they're from Charming Charlie's actually. So okay, sorry. Go <laughs> Charming
1: Charlie's. I wish, but in the movie, I believe that Ramona was like that. She needed money. Like at no okay. point. At no point was I watching the movie being like. She doesn't need this money. She has money. Who cares? Like, I was like, no, she's she needs money. Like, she needs to scam and drug okay. these guys. So I believed it. I think she delivered a performance that was completely believable. And I think that if she does get nominated for um an Oscar, I think that I'll I'll be like, yeah, she deserves it. I won't be thinking like, what the hell? Like, I, I will I'll be on board for it. Okay, see <laughs> Okay, I agree
0: with you. I thought she was amazing. I thought yeah. she was the, one of the best parts of the movie. I thought her yeah. strip club entrance was the best entrance in a movie since Kelly LeBron and Weird Science. True. And that scene where she's like lying on the roof in a bikini and a fur. Oh my was God, super that's so, hot. That's yeah, like every iconic. Uh, Oscar worthy. The thing is, I think that if they want her to win an Oscar or even get nominated, they should put her in supporting.
1: Oh, because for sure! I for sure, supporting
0: best Actress is too crowded. Like there's Renee Zellweger, Judy Garland, Charlize Theron, as Megan Kelly, that girl from the Little Woman movie. That they're going to give her the Oscar yeah. because that's who they love. Saoirse Ronan, yeah. that's who they love to give the Oscar to. Like, yeah, and young, Meryl Streep white. is
1: also in a movie this year too, where she plays two people. She plays an older lady and a Latina. So she's a shoe in, obviously. So I think they should put
0: her in supporting. Yeah. If if they want a shot,
1: at the very least, I think that she will absolutely get a Golden Globe nomination for best. Sporting.
0: Oh yeah, well Madonna has won one of those, so she's gonna get one a Golden Globe nomination. True. Mm-hmm. Okay, another thing that was good for me was the soundtrack.
1: Oh my god, it
0: was <laughs> okay. That yeah, was perfect. <laughs> All was right, Janet Jackson. The- Janet Jackson's "Miss You Much," "Control," yeah, Britney's "Give Me More." Oh my
1: god, when they okay when they played "Give Me More" in the Escalade, I'm not kidding you. I I had chills. The hair was like sticking up on my arm. I was like, "This is a perfect scene." Like, were you on ketamine? <laughs> I'm.
0: <laughs> I think you were. Th- no, you know what I was I on. I think a stripper drugged you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm like, I'm like, ooh, hey, here's your sisters. Come over. We should all go see this movie together. <laughs> no, I was like, <laughs> I actually had chills. I was like, I thought it was so great. Um, the soundtrack was perfect.
0: Yeah, and she's so her strip entrance is to "Criminal" by Fiona Apple, and I read she wanted J Lo wanted to do "Wicked Games" by Chris oh. Isaac, which is no "Criminal" is way better.
1: "Criminal" is better, but "Wicked Games" is like that's a stripper song. Like that's yeah, that's good. why it's a cliche. good choice. Cliche. Cliche. I thought "Criminal"
0: is a better choice, and then Fiona Apple's never licensed that song for a movie, but she
1: agreed. That's so Martin good. Has. I mean, I'll say that "Wicked Games" is like the it's the like sexier song, but "Criminal" is like the nastier song.
0: Yeah, and that's where she needs to be nasty.
1: Yeah. Okay, can I tell you another good for me? Yes. I think okay. Normally, I have such a huge problem where it almost takes me out of a movie if the hair and the clothing aren't um, period appropriate. So if something is set in like two thousand and three. And everybody has the same, like, um, styling wand waves in their hair. Yeah. And it really takes me out of it because it really bothers me because I lived that time. And so I'm watching it thinking like, no, sorry, that's not appropriate. Were you like two years old during that time? How do you remember? I was in utero and I just like picked up on it symbiotically. Um, but the, I think that the fashion was so good. Like when I went into that movie, I thought I better see at least one person in a Hervé Leger bandage dress and i think that there was like a knockoff and lily reinhardt at one point in time had lauren conrad hair and i was like that alone should qualify this movie for uh a hair oscar okay i have a counter
0: for that in the bad comments oh no okay sadly enough okay another good thing i liked was so i love nakedness in all forms i love topless here and there but i did like that there were there was barely any lady nipples in this. I think I counted two, but there was soft dick so that I appreciated. <sighs> that's lot. in
1: my, well, that's in my bad. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but okay. Uh, also, one more good thing for me was, um, I loved that the sugar daddy was played by Buzz from Home Alone. Oh my God. Which sugar daddy? The sugar daddy who buys her a laptop. And then when she, like, calls him later and she's like, hey, what's new with you? And he's like, oh, my fiancé, like, came back and now she's my wife. That's Buzz from Malone. Oh, Home the Alone.
0: one that she was studying for something yeah, and De- said that she needs a laptop.
1: Yeah, Devin Rattray.
0: Okay. And so the other I love that. the other good thing for me, and then I'll be quiet okay. about the good, was Mr. Bruce. So Mr. Bruce yeah. was the chihuahua of one of the strippers' chihuahuas who put a chihuahua in a movie. That movie will be my favorite movie. That's how easy I am. Mr. Okay, Bruce's so...
1: Also, Kiki Palmer, I think, was... Oh, yeah. She, she was, was, like, the... um unsung hero of this movie to me i thought she was so good so on to the bad you don't have much bad i have a few things now that i look i have a couple (laughs) bads. so just really quickly just to play off of what you said my bad was that there wasn't enough penis for me like they just kind of teased that penis and it was an injured penis, so I felt bad even looking at it. And I thought I shouldn't feel bad. It wasn't injured. He was injured. He was, he on was a injured, stretcher. but the
0: injured wasn't in pen wasn't in, the injured wasn't in penis. The penis wasn't injured.
1: No, the penis was fine. It was healthy, but it was attached to an injured person, so I felt bad. I was like, I oh, okay. wanna see it. I wanna see like a a healthy, happy person. Okay, so penis. that
0: that's a bad. You wanted more penis.
1: Mm-hmm. I was like, gimme, gimme more. Okay. Penis.
0: <laughs> So for me, a bad is was Constance Wu. So, <gasps> and sadly, like if those rumors about Constance Wu being a diva on the set and demanding top billing are true, then she must be seething over J Lo getting all the attention. But huh. I wanted to like her, but she was bland, and those Mo Howard cut oh. with safety scissor bangs didn't help. I like, will
1: s- I will say that was very decade appropriate, but. They were so distracting those bangs. They were bad. Also, she just she wasn't to me like we were told that she came from another strip club and I was like, "Really? This isn't her first day stripping?" Like she That's seemed what it like yeah. she, she like seemed like some girl who came from the Midwest being like, "I'm I'm going to be a stripper now or whatever." Or like, "I came to the big city to dance and now I'm taking off my clothes." Like, I didn't buy her as a stripper.
0: I didn't buy her as a stripper and she was just very bland to me and almost every scene and like her blandness made J-Lo shine even more which was probably JLo's plan all along let's mm. be real that was a that was a great plan so yeah that was a miss for me Constance Wu mm-hmm. another one so you said you were about the hair and the makeup yeah. and the clothing so J-Lo's look not her clothing but her look like her makeup was a miss for me because uh, the real-life person her character is based on is right. way more glamorous. So the real person's name is Samantha Barbash. Google mm-hmm. her. She, like, has these gorgeous, thick cholita brows. Mm-hmm. And she has lips like Big ange. Mm-hmm. So that's what J-Lo needed for me. Like, she needed to embody the character holding. Like, she looked like J-Lo to me. Like, she did. look like She had big J-Lo. lips. These, she needed these cholita brows. And you know, it would have been perfect. And Samantha Barbash said she didn't like the movie. She says J-Lo's portrayal of her isn't accurate. She's talking about the brows, obviously. Clearly. And that she never judged anyone.
1: So... Mm-hmm. But she's she's probably she's probably most upset about the brows.
0: Definitely. So, so do you have I, any more bad?
1: Yeah, I just had two quick little bads. So um, I think that because the movie was set between 2008 and kind of... To me, it was like... 2008, 2011, like there was some stuff in like 2013, but that wasn't a whole lot of it. I think that there needed to be more American apparel. Because if you think back to 2008, which of course, I'm just going by what I heard. Well, I don't think those women would wear it. That's why they wore Juicy. No, but they would be wearing in the strip club. They'd be wearing like all the American apparel, like Lame bikini tops and like the Lame Leggings and like the tie. Do you say waist. lame?
0: I say lame,
1: lame, lame. Let's call lame. the whole thing off. Yeah, tomato, tomato. And then the other thing was, it was just a little PG 13 for me. Like, I was kind of expecting stripper goodfellas. And yeah, I mean, just in general, could have been nastier.
0: I but, mean, I, lo- I usually like nasty too, but it, it, it worked for me. It was, it was, it was so not, it was not being nasty worked for me. Okay, so let's rate it. So here mm. we rate on puckers one, zero to five what do you give it
1: well as i said before i was like i had chills my hair was standing up so like my butthole was like clenched the whole time i would give it i'm not gonna give it a full five i would give it four and a half so like almost totally closed because i thought it was great i thought it was a great movie I'm giving it three
0: and a half. Because, what?
1: Oh, well, I are... would have given it four if J
0: Lo had the thick Cholita brows, but that took me out. So, okay, that I give it three and a half.
1: So, but go see it if you haven't. Go see it. It's still it's, it's not showgirls, but it's... it's very entertaining. Michael, it is not showgirls. I do not like that comparison at all. No. Okay.
0: So, from Lady Schemers to another Lady Schemer, Felicity mm-hmm. Huffman. Mm-hmm. So Felicity Huff- Huffman was sentenced last week. To for the illegalness she pulled in the college admission scandal. Yeah. So Felicity paid mastermind Rick Singer $15,000 to get an SAT proctor to fix her daughter's SAT answers. So her daughter's score will be higher and she'd get into an elite college. Mm-hmm. So the feds had a lot lots of evidence on Felicity, including an email. I love this email it's where she best. wrote row, row, after <laughs> finding out that her daughter's high school was using their own proctor Instead of the one Felicity thought they were going to use. So Scooby-Doo should sue her for that, honestly. How dare she use one of his catchphrases for illegalness.
1: Well, for such nefarious dealings, too. Exactly. Although I do, I did kind of, that made me like Felicity Hoffman a little bit. So... Felicity played
0: it smart by copying a plea. A few months ago, she pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest services mail fraud. Her husband, William H. Macy, he wasn't charged at all because the feds only had proof of him agreeing to fix the SAT answers of his other daughter. And they never went through with that. They backed out of that. They decided... They didn't want to do that. So he was never charged. Mm -hmm. So before sentencing, Felicity gave letters of support from her friends and past co-workers, you know, to show like she's a good person, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So she also wrote a letter herself. So in it, she apologized again, admitted what she did was wrong and said both of her daughters have learning disabilities. And she thought if she didn't cheat their scores, that she'd be a bad mom. Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, setting your kid up to fail by getting them into a school that they might not be ready for. To me, that's a bad mom, but... but.
1: That's a terrible mom. Imagine going to, like, imagine one of them gets into Harvard, and then their first day there, they're like, Oh, by the way, uh, I have, like, a big-time learning disability, and all of this is way over my head right now. (laughs) Like, that would suck. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Felicity also said that one of her daughters wants to go to theater school. And needs certain academic scores just to get an audition. And Felicity thought it wouldn't be so bad to fix her daughter's like math score, since you don't need math to be an actor.
1: You don't hear, you don't need theater school to be an actor either. Both of her parents are theater actors or like movie actors. Just get her a job. Hello. It's called nepotism. Yeah, you walk into an audition,
0: you say, I'm the daughter of Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy. When do I start? That's how easy it is. Where's the contract? Where do I sign? So Prosecutors asked the judge to give Felicity one month in prison plus a fine, community service, and probation. Felicity's lawyers argued that she shouldn't get any time because she didn't hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. The judge met them right in the middle. So Judge Indira Tawani sentenced Felicity to 14 days in prison, a $30,000 fine, 250 hours of community service, and one year probation Mm -hmm. the judge applauded felicity for accepting responsibility not repeating the crime and not involving her child in the scheme but believed a jail sentence was necessary so she was the first parent to be sentenced in the college Mm -hmm. admissions scandal thing she has until october 25th to turn herself in she released a statement afterwards saying that she's sorry to her family her daughters the educational community and she broke the law and accepts the punishment.
1: Right. Now, Michael, I have a question. Will that be the same judge for Lori Laughlin?
0: Possibly. Okay. She, that judge is going to handle several. And possibly Lori, which she screwed. I, yeah, she's fucked. Many thought that the sentence was a joke. And that Felicity should have gotten more time. Or the electric chair. Or whatever. <laughs> they referenced other cases where other mothers who are women of color got much harsher sentences for doing much less. But others, including John Legend, believe that Felicity should get a light sentence because prison sentences as a whole are too harsh. So John tweeted that the black mother who got sentenced to five years for sending her child to the wrong school district shouldn't serve time, and neither should the actress. He never named Felicity by name. To yeah. the actress who was sentenced to 14 days, so he says that benefits no one except for the shady prison system. So he also tweeted, "Americans have become desensitized to how much we look, lock people up. Prisons and jails are not the answer to every bad thing everyone does, but we've come to use them to address nearly every societal ill."
1: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with him. It's like the mom the mom who's locked up for five years she shouldn't be locked up at all you're just trying to like put your kid in a better school with that being said felicity huffman used money
0: so you think she should go to prison
1: she should have gone tw- 25 to life well <laughs> i no let chance of parole <laughs> she just served three consecutive life sentences obviously well, see, I was one of those who thought
0: like Felicity should get more time. Right. But after reading with Johnson and I read other think pieces, mm-hmm. I agree with them. Like, what's prison going to do for her? She's going to write about her time in there, and then Netflix is going to option it into a series and make her more money. Yeah. So, like, li- yeah. So, uh, D listed writer Christian, who wrote about this on the site, he said she should have to, like, set up
1: scholarships for kids who can't afford college. Yeah. Like that sort of thing, and honestly, she should because if you look up Felicity Huffman's background, she comes from money. She was like she grew up super rich, so like she should. It's be, no problem. Yeah, she should be doing that shit.
0: But with that being said, I do think Felicity should spend 14 days in prison. But because of oh, the yeah. part she played in making Georgia Rule happen, <gasps> let's be real. Don't I, even say it's good, Allison.
1: Uh, I'm gonna defend Georgia Rule. It's not. It's not that bad of a movie. <laughs> it's good. I mean, Jane Fonda. Lindsay no, Lohan
0: is not good. I like shit, but it's not good. Go rent Georgia Rule, you guys.
1: You're gonna love it.
0: Do not. If you do, sue Allison for giving, Jane, for putting Jane, you through that trauma. Jane
1: Fonda's constantly being like Georgia Rule, Georgia Rule, so good.
0: But anyways, <laughs> like with like you mentioned, like Lori Loughlin, she's shitting bricks.
1: Oh for sure, because especially when that judge is like, I like that you. Took responsibility. Lori's like, oh, she's like tugging at her collar, being like, but I really don't want to take responsibility.
0: And not involving your kids, which she totally involved her kids.
1: Her yeah, when she like set them up to be like, okay, now we're gonna pretend that you were on the rowing team. So let's take some fake pictures. She's so screwed. I'm kind of excited about that. Like I'm on one hand, I'm like totally with John Legend thinking. Yeah, nobody should be serving time. This is totally stupid, whatever. But with Lori, I'm like, oh, no, please drop the hammer, judge, whatever. Well, let's be real. She's on a private jet to Switzerland or
0: wherever they don't, wherever is safe. She, she's out of here.
1: So moving on from people who totally shouldn't have gotten involved in something, but did, and then it backfired. Our last story is about Shane Gillis, who you probably didn't know his name last week and next week you'll probably forget his name again so it's but but right now at this period in time you know who he is so right last week SNL announced uh that they're bringing on three new cast members for the 46th season I believe it's 46th around there yeah Two, 45th right. 46th. it's 45 or 46 yeah I think it's 40 let's go it, with 46 it's a lot we'll say that much it's so a lot yeah yeah so they have three new cast members uh, a girl named Chloe Feynman. Bowen Yang, who is the first uh, Asian cast member. East which Asian, is, yeah. Yeah, which is great. Um, and then a guy named Shane Gillis. So right after the announcement, and I'm talking like hours. It was like Minute S- seconds. minutes. SNL <laughs> announced it and then went to lunch. And during lunch, people dug up this video from... Uh, Shane's podcast called Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast, which wasn't secret enough. I bet they're wishing that it was a lot more secret now. So he did this podcast with another, uh, I hesitate to call him a comedian, Matt McCusker. So in it, it's, I mean, if you haven't seen the video by now, you either have or just don't watch it because all you need to know is that. Well, it's just from last year. We're not talking
0: like 2003. We're talking last year.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, it's not at a time where you're like, oh, it was a different time. I mean, Reagan was president. Like, it's like... No, that's this like,
0: from I've been year. writing on the internet since 2005. Right. And I've said some
1: shit that I wouldn't even think about saying now. I'm sure you're the same. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But that's like 2005. That's like 15 years ago. Yeah, and
0: also what he said wasn't... They weren't even jokes. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. Y- you were gonna- yeah,
1: no, they weren't jokes. They weren't... Um. Anyway... It, it, all you need to know is that the the main subject of the video was they're talking about, they're saying really derogatory stuff about Chinatown and Chinese people and Chinese food. Damn, Chinatown's fucking nuts. It's crazy. It is full fucking China. dude There's yeah. fucking Chinese down there. I wonder how that started. They just built
0: one fucked up looking building and people were like. Well, All right, no one know. said anything. Let Let's
1: the fucking be... chinks live there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, they built these fucking, like, huge Shanghai houses. The first one must yeah. have infuriated everyone. I'm, like, imp- I'm pissed now. I go fuck? down there, I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Get these ducks out of that window. I,
0: You know what? Yeah, true. Also, I'm always like, how can there be so many fucking restaurants down here?
1: All restaurants. Well, because...
0: You go in, there's like one person eating ever.
1: white idiots like me are down there. It's true. S- down neuters. I hate
0: China. I hate the food at Chinatown. It sucks. I like Chinese it. food's a very dishonest cuisine.
1: I don't even want to think about
0: it. They invented a fucking chemical to put in their food to make it delicious, dude. It it is. They made MSG.
1: Good for them. Later uh, in another episode, people were really digging, right? So they found them saying really derogatory stuff about Muslims. Um, They casually used the F word, and I don't mean fuck. Uh, They insulted persons with developmental disabilities. So, and uh, yeah, Muslim, it was really... They covered their bases. Yeah. Everyone was targeted. So it was, it was gross. So um, he issued an apology because it was such a dumpster fire. Like he, he had to. And um, so in his apology, he says, I'm a comedian who pushes boundaries. I sometimes miss. If you go through my 10 years of comedy, most of it bad understatement. You're going to find a lot of bad misses. I'm happy to apologize to anyone who's actually offended by anything I've said. My intention is never to hurt anyone, but I'm trying to be the best comedian I can be, and sometimes that requires risks. So Well that
0: wasn't even an apology. That was just
1: Oh, I'm happy to apologize to anyone who's actually offended. Yeah. I was like, okay, you're you're fucked, buddy. (laughs) Like you say you push boundaries, you're gonna be pushing the door to the unemployment office, and he did like SNL on Monday released a statement saying what we all kind of figured would happen, which is that Shane Gillis was fired before he even was on a show. Yeah. So they, and that they vetted him and they say that they're, they're like, our vetting process was not up to our standard. So somebody got blamed there and an intern got fired for not going through those podcasts. Well,
0: let me ask you there, yeah. like, there has to be. A PR firm that will go over your Twitter account and old podcast episodes, whatever, for problematic shit before it's announced that you, an unknown, is joining the cast of a major show. Like
1: NBC should have that department. They should. (laughs) This has happened
0: before to them.
1: I don't see I don't think Lauren Michaels cares though. That's the thing. Like I mean, Well,
0: he should care about the publicity, if anything, and then have someone go through all their old Twitter and podcasts or whatever.
1: Yeah, so that it's not a huge surprise to them. But again, it shouldn't like it should have been that much of a surprise because they didn't have to go very far. All they had to do was like, open up a couple recent podcasts and they'd be like, ooh, this material is a little too racist for us. I don't think this is somebody that we want to hire. Like, it just wasn't, I don't know. Yeah. But my favorite part, though, is... Shane released another statement after he was fired. He's so great at these statements. So I'm very glad he did. I know. I almost kind of wish that he was still sticking around because I I could read more of these statements. Statement so, after statement on yeah, the notes so, app. Yeah, yeah. So the w- this one he writes: "I'm a comedian who was funny enough to get SNL. That can't be taken away." Of course, I wanted an opportunity to prove myself at SNL, but I understand it would be too much of a distraction. I respect the decision they made. I'm honestly grateful for the opportunity. I was always a Mad TV guy, anyway. Mad TV is like, please don't.
0: Well, no, don't you know why service. he likes Mad TV better. Two words: Miss Swan. Swan. <laughs>
1: yeah, <gasps> you. Oh no! But again, was Miss Swan Miss Swan not like 1999? <laughs> Well, it's a good
0: thing that he got fired because it would have been really awkward on set with, first of all, Bowen Yang, who doesn't need to be put in that position. No. And Colin Jost, who, as we know, is dating a very famous Asian actress, Scarlett Johansson. So it just would have been awkward for everybody. Now, us and I are going to go over five stories, starting with De Deschanel. So she announced not too long ago that she has split... From Jacob Pechenik, her husband of four years and father to her two kids, two-year-old Charlie Woof and four-year-old Elsie Otter. (laughs) Very Zoe uh, Deschanel names. So a source told People Magazine that Zoe and Jacob broke up months ago. So I guess she wasn't cheating on him when she hooked up with a property brother. So Zoe is now dating Jonathan Scott, who is one of the property brother twins. They first met in August to do carpool karaoke, which, of course, that's how they met. Uh, They were papped holding hands outside of a restaurant last week. And sources say it's very new and very casual and that she's a very private person and he's a very (laughs) private person. So they're keeping it very private, although Jonathan spoke to us weekly about this relationship. That's how private he is. He didn't say her name, though. So he did keep that private. Mm -hmm. Jacob, Zoe's uh, estranged husband, was asked about this. He said that their split was amicable and he's happy. So I think he's confirming that his marriage wasn't home wrecked by a property brother.
1: Yeah, that's good. And for those wondering at home, Drew is the business one and Jonathan is the hammer one. The hammer one, yeah. So was, he's like, oh, he's does. Oh, he's the contractor. He's the builder, yeah. And Drew's the one who's like, I'm like the real find estate HM? house, yeah. I don't think I've Jonathan's ever seen
0: like, that show. You and what? Am, I've never seen that show. I'm obsessed with HGTV. I can't watch that show. Is it their teeth? It's their teeth. The well, teeth yeah. Spooky. It's just. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not into it.
1: Plus, you know what? If you're gonna go for like a Canadian, a brown haired Canadian with kind of a hot face, go for Scott McGilbury.
0: Oh yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's way hot, but. I don't I mean Jonathan Scott seems really nice I don't see this lasting because he's like he does seem really nice so he seems like the type of person who will try to surprise her by remodeling her house while she's gone on a trip but it's gonna backfire so hard because she's gonna come home and be like oh my god where did my indoor treehouse patchwork ukulele room go and then that's it move out Jonathan yeah be done but see I hope it lasts
0: forever because oh. <laughs> it's so random and it's so weird that I have to say they're my new favorite couple. Yeah. It's... And, like, they they both make sense and don't make sense. But if they ever procreate, that baby is going to be nothing but, like, a giant set of eyes on some giant veneers. <laughs> so a gorgeous baby is what I'm saying. I just hope they don't make music together. Have you ever heard the Property Brothers music? Oh, no. Don't.
1: I I can't. I can't ruin it for myself. Did you say a head on fingers? No, eyes on veneers. Oh, I thought you said, I thought you said like eyes on fingers. And I was like, Michael, that's an octopus. (laughs) They're going to have birth. They're going to give birth to an octopus. She's going to give birth to an octopus. A little squid.
0: Okay. A few months ago, Pat Houston told the New York Times that the Whitney Houston estate was in the stages of planning a tour starring a Whitney hologram. That's not creepy at all. (laughs) It's happening, and it's called An Evening with Whitney, the Whitney Houston Hologram Tour. Whitney won't be real, but the band, dancers, and backup singers will, and they'll do Whitney's hits. So the first tour dates were announced, and it'll start in Mexico and travel through England and Europe. Sadly, Allison, there's no U.S. or um, Canada dates yet.
1: No, we're missing out. You know what? First of all, the title is wrong. It should be called An Evening with Whitney's hologram. Yeah. Because there's the real Whitney Houston is not there. Her ghost is not gonna be there. And I do you know how much tickets cost? No. Okay. How much? No, I mean like I'm asking oh. how much they cost. I need to know for the my joke, Michael. <laughs> no, but like it does it's irrelevant because it doesn't matter how much the tickets cost, it's not worth it. It will only be worth it if they program the Whitney hologram to cuss a person out in the audience when their cell phone goes off. That oh, yeah, would be would the only that. reason. Yeah, I mean.
0: <laughs> but to me, like the Whitney Houston estate is one step closer to putting her image on a line of laxatives called I Will Always Love Poo,"
1: <laughs> And uh, <laughs> That's it. We've hit the we've hit the high peak of our <laughs> podcast. Good night. Okay. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs>
0: So the New York Post claims that plastic surgeons have been getting a lot of requests from women who have resting bitch face to fix their resting bitch face. So apparently women with RBF are paying anywhere from $500 to $5,000 for plastic surgeons to use Botox and other fillers around the mouth area and jawline to um, take away their scowl. So one woman said she had rbf and she went to a plastic surgeon to give her a pleasant resting look and she's happy with it i guess
1: i mean I good mean, for why? good for her but uh, i don't know i don't like this because Me neither, I don't. well it's just there's a reason why it's called resting bitch face it, like you're resting your <laughs> your rest is relaxing okay it's exhausting trying to fake smile all day long so if i have resting bitch face it's like My bitch face is relaxing. Let it have its little vacation. Well, you don't have that.
0: I do. You do? Yeah. Oh, then let's get face-off surgery because I want that. Like, I'm always told that I'm approachable. And, like, that's the last thing I want to be. Like, I want resting bitch face so people won't approach me.
1: You know what? You do have a dazzling smile. Aww. You do. You are approachable. I believe
0: that. But, like... Like, when are scientists going to come up with a filler that men can inject into their tongues to keep them from telling women to smile more? That's oh. the counter to this. Yeah.
1: Never. It's never going to get invented, Michael.
0: <laughs> so Tom Hiddleston is currently starring on Broadway in a revival of the Harold Pinter play Betrayal. Now, Tom has crazy fans. We know this. Mm-hmm. But allegedly, one crazy fans took things to new levels of sucio. So a commenter on the theater message board, All That Chat, that's a wonderful name, mm-hmm. says that they were at a performance of Betrayal and sat near a well-dressed woman in her 30s. And she pretty much jacked herself off during the show. So the commenter wrote, my companion could feel a rhythmic, <laughs> my, com- <laughs> my companion, <laughs> turn down the lights, <laughs> lights some yeah. candles. So my companion could feel a rhythmic banging against his armrest. Punctuated by occasional low moans and giggles. It got faster and faster until there was one slightly louder ha, and she resumed her normal seat position, put her head back, and closed her eyes. So at another point in the play, Tom kisses his co star, Zhao Ashton. The lady then apparently went for it again and let out another ha before falling asleep. I mean, is this real or fanfic?
1: I oh god, I wanna believe it's fanfic, because I would not Want to be sitting next to that person in the theater that's so awkward. And I mean, Tom. Yeah, and Tom Hiddleston. The smell? (laughs) Michael, the smell. (laughs) They. The, the person on all that chat said that she was well dressed. I don't You're think it was somebody who'd been on a longshoreman ship for the past six months and came in and decided to see a Harold Pinter play. Oh, excuse me, a Harold Pinter revival. Oh God. <laughs>
0: That's, oh. No. But okay. I just wish Patty Lupone was in betrayal because she would have stopped the show. She would have brought up the house lights. And told that horny woman to put her wet pussy away. Like this is the theater. Have some respect. This is church. So they should put Patty LuPone in that play. Although, but oh, I want to see her and t- Tom make out. So that would be a double whammy.
1: And really, who hasn't jerked off to Patty LuPone? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I we don't found
0: know. our podcast title. Really, <laughs> I <wish>. thank you. <laughs> so. And finally, mm-hmm. Ari Leindyke Jr., who was on The Bachelorette and was later The Bachelor, he thinks he has pink eye because his eye is all red.
1: So he <laughs> It sounds looked... like pink
0: eye. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like my eye. My... Well, isn't, shouldn't it be red eye?
1: I have the i now. Sorry.
0: <laughs> so he looked for home remedies online and found that squirting breast milk into your eye can treat pink eye. So I looked it up and mm-hmm. some say that yes, that treats pink eye but others say there's no evidence that shows breast milk can kill the bacteria that causes pink eye but Ari's wife just gave birth to their kid a few months ago so he has breast milk handy so he tried it on on an on his instagram story and i watched him put a spoonful of his wife's titty milk into his eye
1: okay well first of all i'm not gonna say that i'm an expert on this subject but i am so you're an expert
0: on this subject
1: I have boobs that have milk coming out of them. Okay, so I'm kind of an expert on this subject. That,
0: that makes it, yeah.
1: So, first of all, he's an idiot because <laughs> here's Doctor Allison popping in. I'm a doctor. Um, it only works if you squirt it right from the nipple. Oh, really? If you put it if you it has like. To be put fresh, it can- fresh out the tap. It has to literally be right out of it, and then, it, and even then, it's dubious. But I do know a lot of people that believe, like, like for example, if you're baby's eye is a little pink i put it in my baby's eye before i put like a drop in it like i just kind of squirted it in did it Um, work i mean it went away but that's like a confirmation bias like it might have just gone away on its own anyway and like why was her eye even red maybe she like accidentally hit herself in the eye you know what i mean like it might not have been pink eye um i think that the only thing he did was like set himself up for a possible recipe for spicy eye queso I, okay, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. or like new fans and like fetishes who kink as watching white liquid go into eyeballs like that's a pornhub category and yeah they're like he's they're the like, king of it
1: yeah all of a sudden his like uh, his instagram followers start going up because there's like a message board that's like hey you check out the bachelor <laughs> the guy's into some kinky eye shit <laughs>
0: The 71st Primetime Emmy Awards are this Sunday, September 22nd. Uh, Since there's like 10 million Emmy categories, they gave away a bunch last weekend at the Creative Arts Emmys. Mm -hmm. That's where RuPaul tied Jeff Probst of Survivor for the most wins for reality show hosts. They both have won four. Mm -hmm. Also, Beyoncé's Beychella movie, Homecoming, which is on Netflix, Got six nominations, won a total of zero. Mm. So, carpool karaoke beat homecoming for outstanding variety special.
1: Like I'm no, I'm no beehive member, but that's that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> that's
0: crazy. Like that's carpool crazy. karaoke beat them. Yeah. So Beyonce's team posted a pic on Instagram of them flipping off the Emmys. Not Beyonce's not in the picture. It's like her team mm-hmm. flipping off the Emmy people. So the Bayhive is probably going to descend on Hollywood and tear it apart. So the Emmys may not even happen on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. But in case they do, Allison and I are going to predict the winners because mm-hmm. we love to predict.
1: Well, we're we so ac- we're so wins. accurate at it.
0: I know we're very accurate. We're so, so we're
1: psychics. So I mean, it makes sense that we're doing this. So we're going to guess who we think will win, not mm-hmm. who we think should win. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, we have opinions on that, but that's a whole other show.
0: Yeah, that's our um, Patreon episode. which you Our can bonus episode. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do 16 categories.
1: So strap in, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Go get so yourself a Get drink. a pillow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take the phone off the hook. <laughs>
0: The loser will have to watch Chernobyl in one day while sober. So Mm. you do not want to lose. Have you seen Chernobyl?
1: I haven't, but I love Jared Harris. So I'm like, I want to watch it. Oh, you
0: want to lose then. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Let's start with Outstanding Drama. So the nominees are Better Call Sal, Bodyguard, Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, Succession, This Is Us.
1: Yeah, I I think it's going to be Game of Thrones. Duh. It's their last season. It has to be, right?
0: Yeah, and like yeah. the Emmys are going to be six hours long because it's going to take them like two hours, all of them, to get on stage after winning oh. because you know they have to bring them all on.
1: Yeah, there's like it's like a, two football teams worth of people. Okay, so we both say Game of Thrones.
0: Mm-hmm. Lead actor in a drama, Jason Bateman, Ozark, Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us, Kit Harington, Game of Thrones, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Sal, Billy Porter, Pose, Milo Ventimiglia, This Is Us.
1: First of all, I really like the way that you're pronouncing Better Call Saul. What did I say? Sal.
0: Well, Allison, you said, what did you say? I say Lame, la you say?
1: Lame. Lame? <laughs> and
0: I say Sal, you say Saul. Saul,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones. Really? I think, I think yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to go with Billy Porter and he deserves it for his Emmy outfit alone and I don't even know what he's wearing but whatever it is <laughs> he deserves an award for it so lead actress in a drama Amelia Clark Game of Thrones Jodie Comer Killing Eve Viola Davis How to Get Away with Murder Laura Linney Ozark Mandy Moore This Is Us Sandra Oh Killing Eve Robin Wright House of Cards
1: uh, I mean it might be Robin Wright for like carrying the house of cards. But I think it's because it's the end of Game of Thrones, I think it's going to be Amelia Clark.
0: Oh, you're going for a sweep.
1: Oh yeah. Huh? Uh
0: I'm I'm watching 90-day fiancé the other way right now and mm-hmm. there's this woman on there named Jenny who mm-hmm. gives everything, so I want her to win, but sadly mm-hmm. that's not possible. So I'm going to say Jody Comer, whose name Comer, <laughs> whose name I always want to say Comer. Yeah. I always want to say Comer because I wish that was my last name, but it's Jody Comer. I'm going to say her.
1: Yeah, I think Amelia Clark's going to get it because she wrote all those dragons all those years, and so they're going to like give her an award for all the dragon riding. For <laughs> all the dragons, she worked hard.
0: Okay, supporting actress in a drama: mm-hmm. Gwendolyn Christie, Game of Thrones; Julia Garner, Ozark; Lena Headey, Game of Thrones; Fiona Shaw, Killing Eve. Sophie Turner, Game of Thrones; Maisie Williams, Game of Thrones. Pretty much every woman in the show, Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, any woman that's like acted opposite a dragon. Look, it's going to be a four-way tra- tie between Gwendolyn Christie, Lena Headey, Maisie Williams, Sophie Turner for Game of Thrones. They're going to have to split the award. Someone gets one wing, and someone gets the other wing.
0: Or they they can cancel each other out.
1: But if I did narrow it down to say maybe Maisie Williams,
0: okay, that's who you say. Yeah, I'm going to say Gwendolyn Christie.
1: Mm, yeah, I I've her.
0: never seen the show, but I'm going to say her. Okay, supporting actor in a drama. Alfie Allen, Game of Thrones. Jonathan Bakes, Better Call Saul. Are, are you happy, Allison? <laughs> I am. Did I this, say it right?
1: Yeah, yeah, but now I miss Better Call Saul.
0: <laughs> uh, nikolai Costa-Waldo, Costa-Waldo, Game of Thrones. Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones. Giancarlo Esposito, Better Call Saul. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Kelly, House of Cards. Chris... Sullivan, This Is Us.
1: I think it's going to be Nikolai. Um, Coaster Waldo. Waldo.
0: Okay, I say Peter Dinklage.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, it's going to be a Game of Thrones It's going to be part, Game so. of Thrones, yeah.
0: <laughs> Outstanding comedy Barry Fleabag, The Good Place, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Russian Doll, Schitt's Creek, Veep.
1: You watch any of these shows? Uh,
0: I watch Russian Doll, Veep.
1: Okay. Do you well, watch? I watch um, Schitt's Creek, Barry, Good Place. Uh, I can't. Remember. You
0: don't watch Fleabag? I would think you would be all about Fleabag.
1: I haven't seen any of Fleabag, and I I'm like actively choosing not to. I don't know why. I
0: just I like it, but I just like everyone loves it. That's why I, I don't yeah, connect with it like that. But that's that's I, why I do I'm avoiding like
1: it. it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'll maybe give it a shot, but okay. m- but my pick is um, Fleabag or Veep. It's the last season of Veep, so I think it's going to go to that. But if the Emmy committee wants to be like, edgy, well, you
0: have to choose one, Allison. Mm.
1: Oh, oh I'm biting my knuckle like B. Arthur <laughs> in the beginning of Golden Girls right now. Ah, oh, I'd say okay. I'm going to go with Veep then.
0: I'm going to go with Veep. It's the last season. Yeah. So lead actress in a comedy, Christina Applegate, Dead to Me. Rachel Brosnahan, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Veep, Natasha Leone, Russian Doll, Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Fleabag.
1: It should be Catherine O'Hara, but I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag or again, because it's the last season. No, you have to pick be, one. Uh, okay, it's going to be Julia Louis-Dreyfus. That's what I'm going to say to you.
0: And that, that will be her eighth Lead Actress Award, Emmy it's bonkers. Award, eighth.
1: She deserves it, though. I mean, she's so good
0: lead actor in a comedy Anthony Anderson Blackish; Don Cheadle Black Monday Ted Danson The Good Place Michael Douglas The Kominsky Method Bill Hader Barry Eugene Levy Schitt's Creek
1: this is this one's easy this is the only one I know it's who would like it's gonna go to Bill Hader for Barry for sure I agree I said the he same won last thing. year yeah he's Bill gonna Hader win it again Hader. this year
0: supporting actress in a comedy Alex Borstein The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Anna Klumsky Veep Sean uh, Clifford Fleabag, Olivia Coleman, Fleabag, Betty Gilpin, Glow, Sarah Goldberg, Barry, Marin Hinkle, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live.
1: I think it's going to be Alex Borstein again.
0: You're probably right, but I'm going to go with Olivia Coleman, Fleabag. She, I mean, she'd be great. Supporting actor in a comedy Alan Arkin, The Kolminsky Method, Anthony Kerrigan, Barry, Tony Hale, Veep, Stephen Root, Barry, Tony Shaloub, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Henry Winkler, Barry who won last year Henry Winkler right
1: yes okay. so I'm a huge Barry Stan like I love Barry and I'm I don't think this person is going to win but I'm going to put the energy out there into the universe I want it to be Anthony Kerrigan who plays Noho Hank on okay. Barry I want it to be him so I'm going to say it's Anthony Kerrigan
0: okay. I'm going to say Tony Shaloub.
1: oh that's a good one
0: okay and limited series so Chernobyl escape at Dane Mora Fosse Verdon, Sharp Objects, When They See Us.
1: I think it's going to be Chernobyl, right?
0: I think it's going to be Chernobyl or When They See Us. You're going to say Chernobyl?
1: Yeah. I'm I'm on the fence too, but I think that it's Chernobyl. Okay.
0: I'm going to go with Fosse Verdon because I can't bring myself to guess anything other than Fosse Verdon. It was perfection for me. It was Mm. amazing. So that's what I'm going to say. Lead actress in a limited series or movie. Amy Adams, Sharp Objects, Patricia Arquette, Escape It, Dane Mora. Angenou um, Ellis When They See Us Joey King The Act Nisi Nash When They See Us Michelle Williams Fossey Verdon
1: um, My choice is Patricia Arquette for Escape Dan Mora Did you see that? I've watched all the clips of it
0: on YouTube that counts. that counts That's pretty much it So I'm gonna say Michelle Williams and if she doesn't win we riot okay. But it'll be like a really peaceful riot like just with jazz hands and fan kicks
1: Some fossy neck Exactly
0: Yeah Lead actor in a limited series or movie: Mahershala Ali, True Detective; Benicio del Toro, Escape de Dannemora; Hugh Grant, A Very English Scandal; Jared Harris, Chernobyl; Jarell Jerome, When They See Us; Sam Rockwell, Fossey Verdon.
1: I think it's going to be Sam Rockwell for Fossey Verdon. What? Because you have him winning, but not Michelle Williams. Well, because, like, Michelle Williams is an actress. We know this, right? She is an actress. But <laughs> Sam Rockwell is one of those people where it's like, ooh, he's, like, he's doing the, you know, dancing and he's going to
0: shake did his too. hips and
1: stuff. Yeah, I know. But I expect it out of her. but Okay. I don't. Well, I kind of expect it of Sam Rockwell, too. Okay. I don't know. He's my um, choice.
0: I'll go with Jarrell Jerome for when okay. they see us. Supporting actress in a limited series or movie. Patricia Arquette, The Act. Marsha Stephanie Blake, When They See Us, Patricia Clarkson, Sharp Objects, Vera Formija, When They See Us, Margaret Qualley, Vossie Verdon, Emily Watson, Chernobyl.
1: This is honestly just another, like, me predicting, like, predictable Emmy voters with my Game of Thrones. I think it's going to be Emily Watson for Chernobyl. I have a feeling Chernobyl is going to sweep it, so that's why I'm oh, picking really? Emily Watson. Yeah.
0: I'm going to say Patricia Clarkson. But you're probably right. I don't know. I just went, I just felt Patricia Clark's. Patty Clarkson's a good choice. Name. Supporting actor in a limited series or a movie. Asante Black, When They See Us. Paul Dano, Escape of Dane Mora. John Leguizamo, When They See Us. Stellan Skarsgård, Chernobyl. Ben Whishaw, A Very English Scandal. Michael K. Williams, When They See Us.
1: I think maybe like either Asante Black or... You have to
0: choose one.
1: Oh, God, because oh, I want
0: to say something, good. there's but that like, knuckle bite again.
1: It is. It's like, thank you for being a friend. Because <laughs> no. um, oh, my other choice is Ben Wishaw for a Very English Scandal. Um, oh, ben Wishaw.
0: Yeah, that's who I'm going with, too.
1: Yeah. And
0: finally, Outstanding Competition Program, The Amazing Race, American Ninja Warrior, Nailed It, RuPaul's Drag Race, Top Chef, The Voice.
1: If anyone bets any money on any show other than Drag Race, you are not smart. It's going to be Drag Race. It'll probably be Drag Race. Yeah. It could be an upset. Yeah, I'm going to say Drag Race. I said Drag Race. That's my guess. But isn't it usually connected where it's like whoever wins host, it's kind of the show that ends up winning too?
0: No, because Rue has won four times. I think Drag Race has only won once.
1: It won last year, right?
0: Yeah. Maybe that was the first time. Because okay, it's usually, you know, it's like the Amazing the Race when went like ten years in a row or something, yeah, and then it was The Voice.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm. Just, I'm still gonna say Drag Race. It's gonna Me be Drag too. Race.
0: Me too. Okay. So there we are. So in the next episode, we'll tally that shit up and find out who is the real Miss Cleo yeah. again.
1: If you have a bookie, take like go bet your house. Take our predictions, and if you lose on Emmy Sunday, well, none of this was guaranteed. I'm sorry.
0: Well, that and that's if like we'll cover it in the next episode if we don't fall into a boredom coma from watching 8 hours of the Emmys. Yeah, if we that, don't That is possible.
1: Yeah, from hearing the words Chernobyl, Chernobyl. And Game Chernobyl. of Thrones. Yeah.
0: A million times over. Okay, so that ends this episode. Thank you, Allison.
1: You're welcome. I'm going to go watch <laughs> myself some Chernobyl now. I think I will. It seems it seems like it's up my alley. What? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. At <laughs> it's at the all. opposite.
0: Okay, till next
1: time. Bye. Bye.